Hi, this is David and Barbie Cooper. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's always a privilege to share this time with you. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. And for more information and resources to help you grow in your walk with the Lord, go to malparin.com. Thank you for your generous support. It helps the ministry greatly. Today, let's talk about moving forward as we continue to study together highlight from the book of Hebrews. Today, we're gonna look at Hebrews chapter five, verses 11 through the opening of chapter six. The goal of parenting is to raise our children so they can leave home and make it on their own. And the process of maturity is moving from infancy to maturity, moving from dependence to independence. The writer of Hebrews calls believers to go on to maturity, spiritual maturity. Now, this is what it tells us here in Hebrews chapter five, beginning with verse 11. The writer says, we, that is the apostles, have much to say about this. What he means by that is the things he's writing about now, about the person and work of Jesus. He stops at this point in this beautiful letter. All these begin to tell us about the person of Christ and his work, greater than the angels, greater than Moses, greater than the priesthood, but he pauses. He knows that what he's saying is rich, and you and I have been studying the Word of God here in Hebrews, and we know how rich this book is. So he pauses, and he says, we have much to say about this, about these spiritual matters, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you are no longer trying to understand. In fact, by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Let us go on to maturity. He puts his finger on an issue we all face at times in our spiritual lives. Sometimes we stop, we get stuck, we fail to grow. And so he feels the urgency of the Holy Spirit to encourage them, to motivate them, to prod them forward in their Christian life, to not get stale in their faith, to not retreat into legalism, but to go on, to learn about Christ, to grow in their faith, to grow in the image of Christ, a challenge we all need. Now, this passage is rich with some very down-to-earth applications to you and to me. The first truth that stands out is that when maturity stops, we regress. In life, we either progress or we regress. Now, some people say, well, I'm standing still. But when you stand still in life, you automatically start regressing. If you're not actively pursuing and making progress in your life, you are actually, without even noticing it, slowly beginning to regress. So let's look at the opening again of this passage when he says we have much to say about this, about these spiritual things, about who Christ is, but it is hard to make it clear to you. It's hard to explain it, he says, because you're no longer trying to understand. You've kind of stopped growing. He said, in fact, by this time in your Christian life, you ought to be teachers. You should be teaching other people, but you still need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. He said, you need milk, not solid food. He said, you, you should at this time be ready for the solid meat of the word, the solid food, spiritual adulthood. But he said, you stopped growing, you've regressed. 
He said, we need to go back and refresh some elementary truths, get you back on track, get growing again. Maybe you stopped, maybe you've regressed. Today is a challenge for you to begin to learn the elementary truths again, take a refresher course and begin to go forward in your spiritual life. You see, learning stops when we stop listening to God's word. He says, you're no longer trying to understand. You're not studying the scripture. You're not listening to the word of God. You know, just because we've read the Bible in the past doesn't mean we shouldn't read it today. You know, the Bible is just like eating three meals a day to live a healthy life. It's something you do every day. You don't stop eating because you say, well, I had great meals yesterday. The Word of God is a spiritual meal. And every time you read it, every time you listen to it taught or preached under the anointing of the Spirit, we begin to learn and grow and God gives us new applications for where we are in the moment. You see, where you were last year spiritually and in your life and your family and your marriage is not where you are right now. And when you continue to learn the Word of God, and I thank you and encourage you for being a part of this study. It's a way that we dig back in. Every time I prepare these teachings, I see new things. Every teaching I share with you every week is a fresh time of me sitting down with the Scripture, reading it again, listening to the Holy Spirit, so that the Word speaks to where we are today in our lives. But when we stop listening to the Word of God, we stop hearing it or we stop reading it, then we stop growing. And that's what happened to these people. And when the learning process stops, we regress to an earlier stage of life. It says, by this time, you ought to be teachers. You and I can either go forward and teach others, or we can go back. We can all have a ministry to others based on our growth, our learning. We can never minister to people at any greater measure than where we are spiritually in our own maturity. Our ministry flows out of our own maturity. So we have to keep learning and growing in the Word of God, learning what it means to be Christ to others, learning what it means to minister effectively. And when we regress, we need a refresher course to catch back up. That's what he says, you've, re you've regressed. So he says, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. Look at that phrase, all over again. In other words, you regressed. How many times have we had to go back and take a refresher course? Sometimes when you go from high school to college, they'll have some refresher courses in that freshman year, and they're really built into the curriculum to make sure that you're up to the level you need to be in college. Even when you go to graduate studies, sometimes you have to take a refresher course. Sometimes people have to go back and get a personal mentor to go back through. You think, well, you know, I learned this at one time. I think a lot of us, no matter what we took, even in high school, if we had to go take an exam today, might not do so well. We might need a refresher course first. When you raise kids, that comes to you pretty fast. When they sit down and open up the algebra book and say, can you help me with my homework? And you're going, I'm not really sure. Let me look at that again. And, you know, you need a refresher course. I got my daughter a mentor one time in algebra in, in high school. I thought, you know, I struggled with this once. I'm out of the game here. I don't want to refresh your course. But even spiritually, when we don't continue to learn and hear the Word of God, we regress. And when we do regress, and maybe you've lost ground, it happens to us at times. Make that ground up. That's why we're studying the Word of God. Take a refresher course, and that's what that this book of Hebrews is about for God's people then. Some of them were beginning to regress. They were going back into legalism, into ceremonialism, and they were relapsing in their faith. And the book of Hebrews, more than anything else, is a challenge to God's people to continue to move forward in the purity of the faith they have in Christ. 
Then the second truth that stands out to us in this passage is that the maturity requires a proper diet, just like physically, nutrition is vital to our growth. When we're babies, we live on milk and then we become kids, you know, and our diet changes and we're adolescents and we eat everything in the house. In adulthood, and all through the seasons of life, your diet is so important as your body adapts and changes. Well, the same thing is true spiritually. If we're going to mature spiritually, we have to have the proper diet. So here the passage tells us in Hebrews, anyone who lives on milk is still an infant. They're not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food. He means the solid food of the Word of God. It's for the mature, it's for the spiritual mature, and it leads to spiritual maturity, who by constant use, staying in the Word, learning, growing, learning from others, They've learned to distinguish between good and evil. How many people today in this world can't distinguish good from evil? Christians right now are struggling. Many Christian people are struggling to know the difference between the standards of the world and the Word of God. Many of the things that are happening in culture today, the highly secularized culture of America, moving further and further away from its Christian roots, its roots of what's called the Judeo-Christian ethics, the basic ethics of right and wrong, we find embedded in the Bible. And yet we find in America, sociologists continue to show us how faith is eroding, people's belief in absolute truth. Why is that happening? Because they aren't growing spiritually. They're regressing. The country's regressing for many people. And they can't even tell the difference of what's in the Word of God and what's in the world. Christians today need to know the Word of God, live by the truth. That's where the power is. That's where the freedom is. That's where the health is. And when you know the Word of God, you'll be able to separate. This is good. This is evil. This is right. This is wrong. And it doesn't matter how much the culture redefines right and wrong. It's irrelevant because the whole world is in a state of sin and need of redemption. You can't listen to that. You can't follow that. And as parents, you can't let your kids be indoctrinated by the world. They too, our children have to be able to distinguish this is good, this is evil. Not judging people what they're doing, but judging ourselves. They'll say, I'm a Christian. I live by a higher standard, a higher ethic, a higher moral. I'll follow what is good according to the word of God. And it is in that spiritual growth and learning that we learn to distinguish good from evil. Now, the Word of God provides both milk for infants. Even a newborn Christian can read anything in the Bible and get something incredible out of it. I've been reading the Bible since I was a kid, accepted Christ when I was eight, going to church, hearing the Word of God, Bible studies. I was taught to read the Bible for myself. I still even have my Bible from my childhood. I still have notes that I made, even in elementary school, high school learning the word for myself, reading it for myself. It doesn't matter what age you are, where you are in your spiritual age, your spiritual maturity, the Bible will speak to you. Open it, read it. It's both milk and solid food, meat for adults. But it is that diet of the word that'll cause you to mature. And he specifically says that it is in that maturity that we learn the teaching about righteousness. What does he mean, the teaching about righteousness? This refers specifically to the doctrine of justification by faith in Christ alone. The word justification means made righteous because the people in Hebrews were coming out of Judaism. So many of them were saying, well, we can be justified from our sins and made righteous by keeping the law or following these religious customs the same way that so many religions do today. But you can only be righteous if God makes you righteous. And he gives you that as a gift when you put your faith in Jesus and God forgives your sins. Only God can make a person righteous or right with God again. 
That's the teaching about righteousness. Romans 5 and 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 said, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Galatians 2, verse 20 and 21, Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Then he makes this statement. For if righteousness can be obtained through the law, Christ died for nothing. He was a legalistic man, a self-righteous man. But he finally learned that you can't make yourself righteous. Isaiah 64, verse 6 says, All our righteousness is as filthy rags before God. We have a sin nature. Only God can cure us. Only God can cleanse us of our sins. And when we come to Christ and receive His grace and forgiveness, our hearts are made pure and God declares us right. And that's the teaching about righteousness. He says when people are spiritually immature, they're not familiar with that. That's why they lapse into legalism and works righteousness. And they argue about Sabbath days and which day you should go to church. And they argue about which foods you should eat and didn't eat. And they have all these rules and regulations to make themselves righteous. That is a mark of spiritual immaturity. Legalistic, judgmental people are spiritually immature, and that's where these people were. But when you're saved by grace, you begin to live by love and mercy and grace and truth, and you learn, I'm righteous only in Christ. And when you know that, it keeps you from humility. It keeps you in a state of humility. It keeps you from being prideful and and arrogant and judgmental of others. Judgmental people are arrogant people. They're judgmental because they feel that they're better than people. But when you come to the foot of the cross, you realize you're the same as everyone. You're a sinner saved by grace. And that gives you a spirit of humility, gratitude to God for His grace. And it gives you a heart of love and concern for others. You minister out of that standpoint of true righteousness because you're righteous by the grace of God. And that is the mark of spiritual maturity. When you live by grace, not by law. You live by the mercy of God, not by spirit of judgment and legalism. Now, finally, he tells us that maturity is a journey, not a destination. If you ever said to yourself, hey, where are we going to get there? Where am I going to finally grow up? You know, when we're kids, they say, what are you going to be when you grow up? And you keep growing, you kind of realize you actually never grow up completely. You're always growing up. Even spiritual maturity is not some place at which we arrive. It's not two categories. I'm spiritually mature, spiritually immature. It's a, it's a continuum. We're always moving on the continuum. So it tells us here in the closing line, Chapter 6, verse 1, therefore, because of these things we've discussed, the need to mature, the need to mature so they don't regress, because this is true, let us move beyond the elementary teachings of our Christ. Let us leave them, move beyond them, the elementary basic teachings about Christ. The first school we all go to after kindergarten is what? Elementary school. Elementary means basic, simple the foundations. It's when you learn to draw the capital A and the little a. You finally get two plus two equals four. You learn your memorization tables and multiplication tables. They're the basics of mathematics. And the same is true spiritually. All spiritual learning in Christ starts with simple elementary truths, and we build upon that. So he says, let's move beyond these elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward Go on, go forward. Going on in life is always about going forward beyond where we are today. So we need to move beyond where we are. That's these elementary teachings about Christ. We know Jesus is our Savior. We know He's Lord. We know who He is, why He came to this world. But we need to move beyond that. 
And we also need to move forward to where we need to be. We need to move on to maturity in Christ. And I know that by the grace of God, you and I will continue to grow in our faith. Let's join together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. And I pray today for any of us that have regressed, that you would help us to take a refresher course today and begin to grow and flourish in our faith. I pray that you will impart your word to your people so they can move from the milk of the word to the solid food of the word. We pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will stir in all of us a new impetus to move forward from where we are to where we need to be in you. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Thank you for sharing this time with me today. You know, you can get a free copy of my book, Fresh Start, that'll help you learn the elementary truths and learn how you can move on from those elementary truths. Let us know you want a copy and we'll send that to you today. Make sure you get the Mount Perrin app. Let's stay connected as well as follow me on social media. Subscribe to the sermon podcast where we share the word of God together. Make sure you share all the ministries of the church with others as well. You can be a minister to your friends and families just by connecting them to the Mount Perrin family. I look forward to seeing everyone for worship this Sunday on the Lord's Day. Invite somebody to go to church with you on campus or online. God bless you. Thank you for your partnership and ministry. Have a great day. I trust the message has been an encouragement to you today. Remember to follow us on social media and connect with us at mountperrin.com. I'll see you right here next week for a fresh message from God's Word.